From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, Council confirms Ipswich Waste Services not for sale. Two major parklands to partially reopen. Get excited about the new Ipswich planning scheme. Population predictions throttled back. New cinemas could face a further delay. CMC Rocks smashes records. New property valuations skyrocket. And Council calls a special meeting to deal with the My High Grove flood buybacks. Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show. It's Friday, March 24, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. I caught up with Teresa Harding after the March 23 meeting of Ipswich City Council. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. My pleasure, Ellen, and hello, listeners. We'll go to the end of the meeting first with Councillor Tully's notice of motion on the agenda, which called in the strongest possible terms that Ipswich Waste Services is not for sale and for it to stay in council ownership. It certainly had tongues wagging after it appeared on the council agenda on the internet. Has Council been secretly considering the sale of Ipswich Waste Services? Well, I knew nothing about this until I saw the notice of motion last Wednesday and I immediately asked uh, Councillor Tully and he didn't respond, so I went to the CEO and um, there's been no work done whatsoever. Um, I think there may have been previously under the previous Council, but certainly under uh, this Council there's been no none of that at all whatsoever. So, look, everyone's supported this. There's been no... Business cases, there's been no assessment, there's been no thought of it. In fact, I'd say the exact opposite. Um, certainly with since this council and under administration, there's been a, a real push to make sure we have more full-time employees, uh, we have um, more trucks, you know, we've ordered another 28 trucks and so on. And I think, too, the last thing I think our council wants to do is um, with the behaviour of some of the private waste companies, why would we um, send what is a really good service out to a private waste company who may not comply? And, of course, recently <laughs> council uh, renewed the contract with Somerset for collection. Yes, exactly. Mm. So we do their collection for their um, recycle, the recycle. Councillor Tully stated that other councils are envious of Ipswich for keeping wheelie bins in public ownership. Do you agree with that? Um, I haven't had that discussion with other, other councils, but we're very proud of our, our waste service. We know it's growing um, at, a, at a fast rate. We do deliver, I think, about 130 new bins every single week because of the growth that we have in our, our city. And one thing we'll have to look at this year is to change the day of service for some residents just because those areas in, in Springfield and Ripley are growing so quickly. We will have to reload balance those. But, look, we'll give people plenty of notice um, when that happens. The CEO's report uh, to this month's council meeting, a couple of highlights from it, the Resilient Homes Fund flood buybacks latest. What are the current numbers? We're doing quite well. So council spent more than $24 million on flood recovery and including $8.7 million on the voluntary buyback program. And that's um, including six dwellings already demolished in Goodna and another $8.25 million um, on emergency response. So, so far we've executed 36 contracts across Goodna, Tivoli, Wilkaraka and West Ipswich, East Ipswich and Basin Pocket under the voluntary buyback scheme. You mentioned at the March meeting there's relatively good news for colleges crossing. Mm. What do you feel about a common sense approach to 
the reconstruction after two major floods costing millions. What, what's council thinking is the best way forward to get the park fully open to the public? Yeah, look, we just opened yesterday our Shapir Ripswich page to get feedback from the community. We've got a pretty much a back-to-basics plan there, and we're opening that up for community consultation just for people to tell us what they'd like to see. We know that people will want to have lots of grassed areas. We know they'll want some footpaths. We know that they'll want um, access to the water. We know we need to have somehow to have a cafe there. So do we look at food trucks and have those? You know, you go to the Caribbean Park, you've got those um, power poles. Um, do we look at something like like that. So, look, we are really um, wanting to discuss that with council, uh, with the community. Riverheart Parklands is still firmly shut, the original part of Riverheart Parklands. There's been some speculation it's remained fully closed off because of the increase in homeless people in Ipswich. Firstly, is that true? And what's the future for the boardwalks over the river? Um, no, that's not true. Uh, we're doing assessments. We'll actually be opening up the Riverheart Parklands next Friday, the 31st of March. Uh, so that will be open, but the boardwalk will still be closed. Um, it, it has been assessed as – it's still currently being assessed for safety, so we can't open that up yet. But that, you know, that big concrete footpath that people love to jog on and walk on and take their pets on, uh, that will open next Friday, which we're, we're delighted. And Colleges Crossing will open – We'll have a partial opening on that lower part um, on the 30th of April. So that'll be open at just a partial opening. It won't have um, toilets or, or lights and cameras um, just because of their, all the electrics are damaged. But um, we'll at least have that open for people to use during the day. To help out the public consultation, Mayor, I'll put the link to uh, Shaper Ipswich in this episode's show notes. Also from the CEO's report... Ipswich Libraries, a staggering number of visitors across all branches last year. It's always a, a source of good news for council. It is. Look, some cynics say that uh, he will say the library, but it's we, we are finding they are very popular in Ipswich, and I think it's just a matter of making sure you have programs and books um, that people want, but also having them located in an easy, you know, close to public uh, transport is a really big thing as well. So, yeah, our um, library services are doing really well right across the city, which is great to see. Item 16.2 on the council agenda was all about the local government infrastructure plan. At this point, most people's eyes glaze over. Uh, (laughs) But this report dovetails into a very important document called the Ipswich Planning Scheme next year. Firstly, why does council need to update its planning scheme and what's in it for residents? Well, all plans need to be updated, Alan. And yes, this is a, one, of the, one of the most important strategic documents that a council has. It does lay out that groundwork for the next 25 years of where the infrastructure will be built. So there's a lot of um, analysis on demographics, on population, on um, commercial industrial space, residential, um, and just the needs of the community. And so where, where we're building the roads, where we're building the parks and the libraries and so on. So it's a very um, detailed report, but so important for us when we're spending ratepayers' money to make sure we're spending in the right things at the right place at the right time. So you don't want to yeah, build a library you know, in the southern parts of Ripley when there's no one there. You want to make sure you've got the infrastructure at the right place at the right time. It makes some interesting updated predictions for population mm-hmm. growth. Have these changed from the previous projections? Look, slightly. I mean, I guess the Queensland government ones are a little bit faster than what we have. We've still got our growth rate of being about 3%, which still makes us the fastest growing council in Queensland, but not the 5% that some figures um, in some areas had had forecast. So um, I, I think we'll be a bit more comfortable with that um, to make sure that you know we still grow at a, a not too fast a rate. 
in a way, that's probably good news for many residents that it's uh, slowed up from the original predictions. Planning schemes are never very engaging for most residents until something happens near them that they don't like after a scheme is introduced. How do you get people excited about a new planning scheme? The holy grail. I wish I knew. Um, what we've done last year, we did change our software to development eye, so it's a very much a visual, so you don't have to sit there and type in a development application number. You can search it by map. Um, you can also put a an alert, so if anything's within you know your own property, you can say anything we do with one, one kilometre, two kilometres, three kilometres from my property, I want to get an alert that that's coming along. Look, we, we've invested quite a bit in the communications with this, and we're spending more time than legislated in doing public consultations. So we're happy we get a greater buy-in. For me, I want to do have a planning scheme that our residents want, and if the residents don't come forward, then it's, you know, we're going on our own judgment based on what we hear from, from the community. So it's really important. And, and today with the, um, the, the LGIP as well, the Local Government Infrastructure Plan, what's really important for us to have a, a realistic plan so that we can budget for it. If you don't have a realistic plan there, then you can't make sure that you have money put away in the future um, to build really important infrastructure. It's a big report. I forget how many pages it is, but it's quite... 1,276, I think. <laughs> I'll confess I haven't read the whole lot yet. But are there any new red flags in terms of urgent vital infrastructure like roads and public transport? Look, I won't say red flags, but obviously we have um, important infrastructure that really, really does need to be... Um, Public transport needs to be done. The Ipswich to Springfield uh, train line really does need to be done, but we've obviously secured the $10 million to finish those business cases to get it shovel ready. Um, and we also have made sure that the public transport is a, another advocacy for us here. But look, you know, you switch any of the residents, the Cunningham Highway, the Warragher Highway, the Centenary Highway all need to be done, and, and the state and the federal governments need to get on and do that. But from us as a, as a local council will be continuing to advocate with the state and the federal government to get that infrastructure built. Well, you mentioned a very important one, the early morning traffic jam getting uh, to Amberley. That's, uh, mm. that's way overdue. Also on the agenda uh, this month in the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee, you had a senior council officer come to the podium so you could ask some questions. How disappointed are you there could be another delay with the cinema rebuild? Look, I think everyone wants this built yesterday. I, I get asked all the time by residents, you know, why is it completed and so on. We all want it completed, but it does take time. And obviously we couldn't proceed with um, doing what we need to do as a council until we had a lease signed. So, for instance, the, the venue area where Hoyts are going, you know, there was no point in us spending money there until Hoyts had actually signed a lease. So that construction didn't start until that was signed. And so we're, we're doing our work. And um, some stage during this year, we'll be handing that over, over to Hoyts for them to do the fit out. And so we don't always have control over when that will happen. So but we're trying to aim for that December Christmas opening. Uh, last report had a contingency that it may be Easter. I'm obviously very disappointed. And But we were doing everything we can in, in council to make sure that we can open it by, by Christmas. So I think we really want to you know, embrace that. You know, Imagine St um, Nicholas um, Street during Christmas time. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> The summer doesn't seem to end, Mayor Harding. It's still hot weather and last weekend CMC Rocks was one of the hottest. Uh, mm. It was another absolute blockbuster and I could only think that one of the originators uh, who is no longer with us, Mr Rob Potts, was looking down from heaven saying, <laughs> wow, I finally <laughs> achieved my goal. Uh, what does this massive event mean for the city? It's been huge. It's, it's great exposure for our city. Uh, they had, I think, the peak um, 
um, attendance was just over 23,000. So that's a huge increase on, on the previous years as well. So we, we know that it brings in around $11 million each year because people stay in our, our hotels and restaurants. I think I saw one of the papers today, you know, um, Adam French from The Quest talking about the fact that they're completely booked down. It's not just for one night, it's multiple nights and they, they go to restaurants. So it's a great thing for our, our community and people get around to see other parts of our, our city as well. I did see some photographs on social media that you attended, so now you have to reveal your favourite performance. <laughs> oh, look, I was supposed to go on Sunday, but I had a, a, a duty called. I had I was a guest speaker at a Defence and Industry Study course in Brisbane, so I couldn't go, but I did go to the warm-up dinner and I met, met a Zach Brown from the Zach Brown Band, who's one of the headline acts, and he was uh, the whole band. They're just a lovely group of uh, people, and it was really nice to chat with them, and I guess... Song-wise, I quite like their song "Free." Mm-hmm. Um, it was—it's a nice little ballad, but also the song was inspired by his climb up Mount Warning. And I grew up in the foothills of Mount Warning. I grew up in Yukai, so and I always climb up there every year until it was banned a few years ago. But so it's a very spiritual place, and yeah, so I, I quite like that song. Well, that's good. Your country music credibility has just improved. <laughs> It's also great to see the return of planes, trains and autos this year. A great event at the Workshops Museum, particularly on April 29. What are the main attractions? Uh, that day is going to be spectacular. will be a high-energy aerobatic displays by the Red Bull Air Race uh, World Champion and former Air Force Top Gun Matt Hall will be there. Uh, obviously, the Workshops Rail Museum will be open with a whole heap of lineup of military displays, interactive activities and great machinery. We're going to have uh, cars, old military vehicles, as well as TA Aerospace will be there. They'll be bringing something special as well, something new and different from last year, so you'll have to come along to that. But it's a, it's a great whole weekend for the planes, trains and autos. I'm going to change hats now from party mode back to serious mode. New property valuations were issued by the state government. Very significant rises in Ipswich land values. And they're always a twin-edged sword because some people go, oh, how great is that? My land's gone up in value. But of course, the negative side of that is council has to recalculate the rate in the dollar so the rates don't go through the roof. What will happen with rates in Ipswich? Yeah, look, we saw um, huge increases from the 2022, um, you know, valuations. I think they valued about 90,000 properties in, in Ipswich and on an average they went up 33%. Um, so, look, I, I just want to assure listeners that, um, you know, whilst that occurs, we also put rate caps in, and apply that uh, smoothing over it as well. And the last three budgets, um, Council has made sure that the rate increases have been below CPI. So, we, we're trying very hard. We know a lot of people are having a lot of trouble paying bills, um, fuel prices are up, groceries are up, interest rates are up. It's, it's a really tough time for many families. So we'll be doing our best to make sure that we um, the rate increase is as minimal as possible, but also we need to make sure we still have road maintenance and park maintenance and, and bins being picked up as well. And finally, Council has called a special meeting next Tuesday to speed up property purchases under the flood buyback program, the Resilient Homes Fund. Uh, why the urgency for this meeting? Well, the people in my high group have been waiting over a year. So we were delighted when the Deputy Premier wrote to us a couple of weeks ago saying that we could you know, proceed with the purchase uh, of those properties using the voluntary buyback. And of, so there's 42 townhouses there and, and 34 uh, owners wished to have a buyback, but we had eight um, residents there who did not want to buy back and the Deputy Premier has allowed us to voluntarily purchase those. So he's allowed us to tap into the um, state and federal coffers to, to pay for that. So we wish to get that done as soon as we can. Yes, that has been in the media quite frequently, the issue with the My High Grove residents. 
when it finally gets through and it's, it's done and dusted, it appears that it'll make an, a magnificent piece of parkland by Myhoe Creek. It'd be beautiful. So we'll either look at for any of these buybacks, we're looking at other parklands or, or sports. We need more sporting facilities as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever it will, it will be, it will be something that's um, more in tune with the, the natural environment there. Mayor Harding, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for speaking with Ipswich today. Thank you, Alan. Thank you to the listeners. That wraps up this episode. Don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.